You are now listening to Portionality Podcast, a podcast dedicated to faith, culture, and that roller coaster we like to call adulting. I am your host, Portia D. And then there was a podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Portionality Podcast. I am your host, Portia D. It is so good. It's so, 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 so good to finally be sitting down and doing this podcast. And the whole purpose of me doing this podcast, one, because it's been requested and people have asked me for it and like, Portia, when are you going to you know, record a podcast? Because we like some of the things you say. Two... The season just feels ripe. It's a new year, and so why not do something new? And then three, because I kind of want to, you know? I kind of have some stuff to say, and I feel that I've grown to a place where I am more comfortable sharing certain things. Um, I am a huge person who is afraid of, like, hashtag everything. But um, I realize being scared of hashtag everything is not going to get you anywhere in life. And so sometimes you just got to step out and just do it. You know, stop looking around, waiting for somebody else to do what you're being called to do in the first place and just get it done. You know, sometimes it may suck. Sometimes it might soar. But whether it sucks or whether it soars, you just got to get it done and you got to do it just because. And so regardless of what happens in terms of the success of this podcast, it's already successful because I stepped out and decided to do it. And so for that, I say happy new year to everyone. It is January, 2018, 2017 just flew by and rightfully so we got that dude in the office in the oval office, you know, Obama's office really, you know, but, um, you know, he's occupying the space and the best thing that time could possibly do for us is move on because none of us right now want to deal with that them shenanigans and his buffoonery. So I'm grateful that 2017 decided to scurry along. It was a good year for me. I know that's not everybody's case. Um, it kind of ended on a weird note for me, but you know what? I come here to say just because you have some bumps and some blips along the way doesn't mean that your entire year had to be trashed. I'm sure there was some moments of joy, some moments of gratitude, some moments of grace, some moments of mercy that we can be thankful for. And so if you're listening to this podcast right now, all I got to say is you survived 2017 and you are here to tell the story to say that 2017 didn't take you out. Even if you had a rough year, you are here now. And so welcome to this side of paradise known as 2018. And so with that of good faith, we are here together. We're going to journey together on this podcast. Um, We're going to talk about faith and culture because that's kind of what I do. You know, I am a preacher by trade, right? But I'm also a trained uh, literary critic, so to speak. And I do literature. Like I love AFAM literature. That's what I got my background in. Um, So I guess I should go into like (laughs) uh, the fact that I went to Spelman College and I studied English and then I went to Yale uh, for my master's divinity degree. So, you know, I got a couple of degrees, y'all. So usually what I say, I try to say it in good faith and in good uh, standing, so to speak. But in any case, um, I'm a, a black girl from Bridgeport, Connecticut. You know, it is what it is. 
um, you know, city with corruption, but it's still trying to be on the come up. Gentrification is on the way and I have left and I have fled. Not because I don't love my hometown, but because God has called me to a different place. And so I am currently living in Newark, New Jersey. So you can't say, oh, well, she fled from the hood. No, I moved from Bridgeport to Newark. Like, come on, let's be real. So um, clearly it has zero to do about, um, you know, living in quote unquote, predominantly black urban neighborhoods. No, let me tell you something. I love the hood. I love, you know, urban America and that's where I choose to be. That's where I stay. So everything, um, is going to have somewhat of an urban heartbeat within this podcast. And so if you're looking for, you know, your typical respectability politics and, um, formal and etiquette and all this, that, and a third, then I don't know what to say. I mean, I can give that. I do that particularly on, um, another podcast that I'm on, which you should check out by the way, which is super duper Liddy. Um, shout out to my podcast partner, Jamie, as we together are just two pearls. Check out that podcast. We are a, a little over a year, um, in production and we've been doing well and I hope that you would check us out. So go to www.justtwopearls.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just Two Pearls. Follow us, listen, subscribe. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. And you can get the podcast straight from our website. So that is a shameless plug for Just Two Pearls podcast. And so please check it out and and listen. We are funny. We talk about faith. We have reflections. We talk about adventures in our pearls. And we just have a good time. We talk about things from body politics to respectability politics. We talk about things uh, regarding current current events. We talk about the culture. And so... Um, we do a little bit of all of that, and um, there is a certain level of professionalism that comes with uh, Just Two Pearls podcast that I think that Jamie and I are both quite proud of, and so I, I say to check it out. But as for this podcast, Portionality, um, you know, I, I sit here and I am sipping wine. So I am unwinding and winding down, and I invite you to have one with me, de- depending on what time it is, you know, where you are. But I guess it's 5 o'clock somewhere all the time, right? So <laughs> there's that. Um, and so we can wind down with the word together. We can wind down, talk about culture together. We can wind down, let our hair down, um, or pin it up in a pineapple you know, and just relax because that's what we do. And, um, yeah. And so from faith to culture to all things on this roller coaster called adulting, I will be sharing some of my personal experiences because truth be told, I'm here to just let people know that you're not alone in your experiences. Right. And so, and also it's for me too, like this is going to be a source of healing, a source of joy, a source of happiness and a good place, you know, And so I'm not afraid to open up. You will hear from some of my friends. Um, They don't know it yet, (laughs) but my friends um, will be phoning in and joining me on this podcast because my friends are really super dope and really super awesome. And um, I'm not going to go through the roll call of all my friends. They know who they are. Um, The homies know who exactly who they are. And you will hear from them as time goes on, because I think they're some of the most incredible people um, in the world. And anytime I have a platform, anytime I have a space, I like all of my friends to come with me. Um, and that's just the way that kind of is. And I'm the same with way with my family. Like I'm such a family person. And so, um, my intention is to have a good time is to share love, spread love, um, give hope, give joy, hold joy together. 
Um, and I also want to hear from y'all. So if you ever had questions, if you ever had topics that you want to talk about, I am here for that. And so I want you all to not feel afraid to uh, tweet me, to DM me on Instagram, you know, reach out to me on Facebook, whatever, you know, just say, hey, this is what I want to hear. And I'm going to solicit for those listener questions and for um, solicit for listener topics. And so come on aboard and join, please. And look out for those moments. You can go directly to my website, www.portionality.com. And you can go to the podcast page to hear this, as well as going to the contact me. You can leave a drop a comment in the in the um in the contact me page and just send your information and subscribe and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And I will talk back to you. Like I'm not some foreign person who's like never going to talk to you like some, you know, just, just get in contact with me. I'm, I'm very personable. Um, yeah, I'm going to do my best to not be saying, um, 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 all the time. I have a really bad habit of doing that. And also I should know I have, um, you know, attention, you know, deficit <laughs> at times. So sometimes I'll be like on one thing and then I like kind of like bounce to another, but anyway, you didn't come here for that. And so that is a little bit about me. Um, you'll learn more about me as time goes on because this is about me and about you. This is about us. This is about us together. Um, so today I do want to talk a little bit about a couple of things. Um, this is the introduction show, so I don't want to go too, too deep, but I do want to share that I made a post recently on my blog in regards to fear. It's entitled New Year Better Me. You know how people are like that, oh, it's a new year, new me type thing? Well, I'm not really one to be like, oh, new year, new me. No, it's the same me. It's it's me. It's Portia. But I'm, I'm attempting to be a better me. And so looking back on 2017, I've operated out, a lot, out of a lot of fear, particularly as it pertains to relationships. I've operated in fear and love, and that's probably why I'm still single, and I've not had the patience that I should have for relationships, and I think me having fear has cost me some of those relationships, but you know what? It's okay, because it's a new year, and I'm trying to be a better me, and the fear has kept me from starting this podcast. Fear has kept me from writing. Fear has kept me from telling the truth to people and reestablishing my boundaries. Fear has hindered me from a lot of things. And I know that I am not the only one who goes through fear. I'm not the only one who has fearful experiences. And it's we're, it's, it's okay to admit that you have fears. It's okay to admit that you have shortcomings. It's okay to admit that we're just not perfect people. And so I am also addicted to perfectionism, which is an illusion because perfectionism actually isn't real. But yet we like to tell ourselves the lie that it is. But truth be told, we'll never be perfect. But um, <laughs> like I said, I'm recovering as a perfectionist. Um, so... In my post, I'm just saying how fear has provided stability for me, that fear has been a safe place for me, but it's also been a prison for me. 
and that fear has sheltered me, but it's also protected me. Like there's certain things that I didn't do out of my fear that were actually probably the best things for me. But at the same time, I can't continue to constantly live in that state of fear. And so I just am looking around at the landscape and saying that this is not the time to be silent. This is not the time to uh, withdrawal. This is the time to speak. And that is the case. And that is the case for my life. That may not be the case for everyone else. Maybe this might be some time for people to kind of retreat and to scale back. And some people are afraid to scale back because they don't know what's going to happen. Like, oh, what if I get off the front line? What if I stop talking? What if I do this? And it's like, You've got to trust that somebody else is going to pick it up. And then there's going to be times where we're going to be like, oh, well, what if I speak and people hate it? Well, you'll never know until you try. So you can't live in fear wondering the what if, the what if, how, should it. Like, no, just give it a shot. If you, if you fail, fail and pick yourself up and try again. Oprah says that there's really no such thing as failure, but life's just trying to move us into a different direction. And that's all right. So if you, first time you do it and you don't succeed, get back up and try again and again and try new methods. But if you're going to do it and if you're going to be fearful, then by golly, do it afraid. And that's something that one of my friends has shared with me and has said it from the pulpit. You know, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it afraid, knowing that I have fear, being secure enough to admit that I have fear and doing it anyway, because you're not serving any good purpose by not doing the thing that you're afraid of. Um, and so just go for it. And um, yeah, so if you have fear stories of things that you're afraid of, that things that you want to just kind of just talk about or maybe shout out or whatever have you, feel free, you know, drop me a line if you want me to share your fear story, I am willing to do that, you know, how you are afraid and then how you've overcome. And so not just to say, oh, I'm afraid. No, how you're afraid and how you've overcome. So this today is me giving a testament to how I've been afraid and how I've overcome. So that's a little bit there. My name is Portia D and I am afraid 95% of the time. I act like I'm a boss and I make boss moves and I have all of the confidence in the world in my selfies, but believe you and me, trust and believe I get afraid a lot of the time. So, but anyway, um, I've got a story for y'all. So just very recently, um, so I just shared with you all how I'm afraid. So how I've been dealing and coping with that um, afraid, that fearness is by going to therapy. So I go to therapy and I just recently started um, using talk therapy, you know, the texting thing. And so I find it to be beneficial right now um, because I recently moved and transitioned. And so I don't have a new therapist just yet in person that I can go to. So I figured I'd do the talk therapy to just kind of um, help myself process while I'm in the midst of this transition. But I say that to say that somebody tried to therapy shame me the other day. Let me tell you something. What you're not going to do is therapy shame people who is trying to keep it together and keep their head above water and learning how to swim. So it's already hard enough for people to get the courage and the confidence to go to therapy. And I am an advocate for going to therapy 
therapy. I say get your tail, get yourself on a couch somewhere and see somebody and get some help. You know, we've got enough people walking around with mental health issues that need to be checked and need to be checked on. And in the most loving way, we all need to go to therapy. So it's not even, oh, just people with mental health need to go. No, we all have things that we need to manage. We all have baggage. We all have stuff. And going to therapy isn't just about mental disability. Going to therapy is about doing the work that you need to do for your own healing, for your own liberation. You know, that's what you need to do. We all need that. And especially of those of us who are working on the front lines of justice, we need to go to therapy. But anyway, um, and I will talk about that more on another show where I will talk about um, therapy specifically and um, mental health and the need for us to take better care of ourselves. But for this time and this moment that we have, I'm going to say what you're not going to do is therapy shame people who have gotten the confidence to go. And it's not right. It's not fair. This person was like, you know, you're kind of like a therapy hoe. What? Because I... He, hmm. Because I've had multiple therapists in my life. First of all, <laughs> every therapist that I have had was for different seasons and for different reasons. If anyone knows about therapy, you will know that every therapist is does not is not a specialist in everything. You have therapists who specialize in drugs or addiction. You have some that specialize in marriage and family therapy. You have some who deal with adolescence. You have some that deal with um, uh, anxiety and stress. You have some who deal with self-awareness uh, and confidence. So every therapist does not specialize in the same thing. Some deal with traumas and sexual abuse and sexual violence. And so when I was a teenager, I saw a therapist for um, a specific reason that was happening at the time that I was a teenager and I wanted to see someone. And um, and my 16-year-old self knew that I needed to see someone, so I got the confidence to say I need to see somebody. Um, at 16, right? Isn't that like, wow? Um, but in any case, then when I went to college, I went to therapy for another situation because something happened to me when I was in college that I will talk more about at another time. And so I went to the school psychologist for free because the school offered that at Spelman. You can go to the therapist, the psychologist for free. It's a service that we're paying for technically through our tuition. So we need to go. Um, and then when I got to Yale, <laughs> if anybody who's a black person who's ever gone to an ivory tower, you know that that stuff is not easy. And so <laughs> I was going to a therapist just to deal with Yale, like not any other reason, but just to deal with being a black student at Yale. And so there was that. And then when I became an adult, a full-fledged adult, no longer in school with my first job, moved out my parents' house, and I was in the midst of all this transition, and I was feeling a a large number of emotions and realizing habits and proclivities that I did not understand why or, you know, what the purpose or what the, the root was, so to speak of those things. And so I went and saw another therapist for that, who specialized in some of those things and some, some things I had to heal from. And so me going to different therapists 
were all for different for different reasons. And I didn't actually start paying for a therapist out of pocket with the with the blessing of insurance wasn't until I was an adult on my I think it's very problematic that someone would insinuate that I just go from therapist to therapist to therapist. And so what? Even if I did, who cares? You know, praise God that I'm going and and getting some some guidance, some assistance, right? But in any case in other news, we had one of the best gifts that just keeps on giving in the new year. We had on Thursday, January the 4th at midnight, Bruno Mars and Cardi B dropped the finesse remix. And so I am so here for it. First and foremost, I've got to say that finesse was my top played song of 2017. I didn't play a song more than finesse in 2017 and Spotify can fact check that. Okay. It is proven that finesse was my top song and Bruno Mars was my top artist and that 24 karat magic was my top album. I played 24 karat magic left and right forwards, backwards, up, down, all around. I probably played that album at least five times a day because it's only like 30 minutes. And so you could play it, you know, in the car, you could play it while you're getting ready, you could play it before we go out. Like it's such a good album. And so I really hope to see Bruno Mars win big at the Grammys this year, in my personal opinion. But you know, not to say that I don't like other people. Like, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying as a personal favorite, Bruno Mars really did his work. He really studied and he brought back um, music in terms of the artistry form. He's given us 90s vibes all the way. New Jack Swing. If you don't know what New Jack Swing is and Teddy Riley, you better get into it. I mean, total like guy vibes, you know, like the whole groove me, baby tonight like that whole vibe like you know what I mean I'm not a singer don't judge me but any case um like he's given us like you know like that Bobby Brown sound you know that whole Teddy Riley thing you know in the 90s Blackstreet guy um color me bad you know that whole new jack swing it was so 90s late 80s early 90s it was just a vibe. And so 24 Karat Magic, the reason why that album and why people are just so feeling finesse so much is because that song takes us back to an era where it was just carefree and just amazing music. And so um, I grew up in that era, you know, of of Teddy Riley. Like I remember Teddy Riley music just being jammed in the house. Um, yeah, actually Speaking of jam, I think he did Michael Jackson's jam. Um, if he didn't do the specific song jam, he definitely did um, She's Driving Me Wild. And he, he definitely did um, Do You Remember the Time. So that Dangerous album was in the 90s New Jack Swing. I digress. So back to Bruno Mars and Cardi B. And so this track is um it's just all things that we love we know that 2018 oh, 2017 was the year of cardi b and 2018 is her overflow i mean she's coming out here and she's securing the bag and she is just doing her thing she looks amazing in the video 
And I think she just looks so beautiful. I love the vibe she's given us with the length uh, earrings, you know, hoop earrings. I love, you know, the snapbacks. I love the colored clothing. I love the in living color vibe, you know, the fly girls and just all of it. You know, the paint splatter taking us back to season one. Um, opening segment credits of, of In Living Color, which if you don't know about In Living Color, then you should go check on that too. Because as soon as I saw that paint splatter, I was like, oh my God, In Living Color. Like it was like, yes. And so it takes us back to an era. So not only are we enjoying it because we love the song, not only are we enjoying it because we love Cardi B and this is like Cardi B's time, but we also are going back to an era. Like, it's just so great. Like, it's just so great. The 90s were awesome um, for culture. I mean, there were some problematic things about the 90s, um, as we can now look back on and look at the, the, the system of mass incarceration. We can look back and say, well, maybe the 90s and this three-strike rule was not very beneficial to our community at all. Um, side eyes, uh, side eyes, deep side eyes, but in any case, um, but it does take us back to a moment that bring, brought us m so much joy. Um, and we had a lot of joy in the nineties from nineties television to nineties music to nineties fashion. It was just a good time. And so shout out to Bruno Mars and Cardi B for just doing it for the culture and, um, just giving us another reason to continue to groove and just to continue to jam, um, Another thing for the culture, Kendrick Lamar and SZA. SZA had a big year. We love, Ken I love Kendrick Lamar. If anybody knows me, knows I'm a huge Kendrick fan. So um, SZA, I've, I've grown to love over the years. SZA is not new. SZA's been here. Um, for those who may not really know that, but she's been here for a minute. And Control is just like her big, her big, big album. Um, but she's been doing EPs for a minute. So I say that to say, um, SZA and Kendrick's new joint for the Black Panther movie um, that we're all going to support and see, right, right, right. So um, Kendrick has been announced that he's doing the soundtrack for the film. And so uh, it's, it's really great to see him doing the soundtrack um, as well. And we all know that sometimes you can get really popping off of a soundtrack. Look at Whitney Houston. I mean, two of her biggest works were soundtracks, The Bodyguard and... Um, the Preacher's Wife, those are two of the the two biggest albums, you know, of her career. And they were soundtracks, you know. And so shout out to SZA and Kendrick. We're really looking um, forward to that, uh, that, that soundtrack for the Black Panther. Speaking of Black Panther, we know that Michael B. Jordan was in, uh, is starring in Black Panther um, alongside so many of our other favorites in the black community of film. Um, and I've been seeing some people throwing some shade and some hateration to Michael B. Jordan talking about we're going to boycott the Black Panther movie that we're going to protest. First of all, what we're not going to do um, is protest a film for the culture because Michael B. Jordan is, quote, unquote, allegedly um, dating a a woman who appears to not be a black woman. I don't really know what she, who she is, or I didn't really investigate the whole story. I just saw the tweets and the hateration and the and the holleration in the dancery, um, and there will be no hateration in this dancery. So, anyway, what we not gonna do is we not gonna you know be bashing Michael B. Jordan because he decided that he wants to date a woman who he likes and. You know, let's support love. Just support love. Like, the man, he got a woman. Like, 
you just mad because it wasn't you. Like, let's just keep it real. You just mad because he didn't choose you. And that's okay. You know, we can be salty. You know, Michael Bay Jordan is fine. You know, hey, he didn't pick me either. Would I love to go on a date with Michael Bay? Absolutely. Like, who wouldn't? Um, I don't know if he's, like, really my type, though. But he's from Newark. Like, he's from New Jersey. And so his mama, I think his mama live here. So, you know, I'm about to be out here in these streets, you know. <laughs> lurking and looking for a Michael Bay. <laughs> um, in any case, y'all, I'm single. Um, I don't know if I'm intentionally trying to mingle or look this year. I'm trying to be better about that. But um, yeah, if, if you're single, uh, you know, hey, holla, you know, slide in the DMs. It's all good. But in any case, um, it's all right if Michael Bay Jordan is not dating a black woman. It's okay if that is the case. Like I said, I didn't fully investigate the story. I just saw the hateration in the dancery, and I just felt like calling that out real quick. But in the spirit of all things, black girl magic, you know how I said black girl magic, you know, um, we have got to celebrate the fact that Essence Magazine, Essence Enterprises, essence, all things, essence, essence. Oh, I just gotta say it again. Essence, yes. Let's give it up for essence. Who is officially one more time, one hundred percent, a hundred percent, not ninety-five percent, not eighty-five percent, but a hundred percent black owned. Let's give it up for essence. That is a huge achievement. That is a huge accomplishment that we all should be getting excited about, that we all should be celebrating and getting behind that essence is black owned once more. And so the founder of Shea Moisture, which many of us gave side eyes to um, during that campaign, but you know, it's important to remember that we can't, you know, judge one thing by an entire, if it's going, so basically the whole thing with, um, Shea Moisture was we saw the images of white people in the in the in the film reels and the advertisement reels um catering to them when we feel like Shea Moisture has built the commu that built their company on the black community, which is true. Um and some people were very upset um by seeing the campaign. And I can admit I was a little like, what is this? You know, what is this? Um but then realizing that it was a part of a larger campaign, then it makes you step back and say, okay, we can't make judgment calls based off sound bites. We can't make judgment calls based on clips. We've got to see the whole picture. And so that was a real growth moment and a learning moment for me, um, you know, to step back and say, okay, there's more to this picture than what we see. And um, so in any case, Essence and Shea Moisture's owner has made a boss move and has reclaimed our company and has reclaimed what has come out of our community. So it doesn't matter what happened in 2017 uh, or whenever that was. I don't know if it was last year or it was in 2016. You know, these years starting to merge, y'all. But in any case, bygones be bygones and we can move the hell on, you know, us and our mamas. Like, okay, sorry, Ms. Jackson. Who? You know that song? <laughs> Throwback. But in any case, um... Bygones be bygones. We all going to move on. And so we're going to celebrate the magic that is all things essence. And so I've been on this podcast for a minute now, and this was supposed to be just an intro show. But in any case, um, that's all I have for today. 
if there is something that you want me to share, something that you want me to plug, something that you want me to say, um, talk about, discuss, you know, shoot me an email at portionality at gmail.com. Make sure you visit my website, www.portionality.com. Make sure you check out the blog for some of the things that are going to be said. I'm coming out with a bunch of new things. Um, poetry, affirmations, just things on my mind, things I've just been writing, just getting out, um, different topics. And so check it out and subscribe and get on this podcast. And I hope to hear from y'all. So until the next time that you will hear from me, peace, love, light, and namaste.